And want to welcome everybody to another episode of the Long Overdue Podcast. I am one of your hosts. This is your boy C. Stearns. I got my co-host R.E. in the building with me. And uh, this is another episode of the Long Overdue Podcast where we want to entertain and inform you on what's going on in the world right now. Roy, what's going on, man? Man, not much, man. Shit. Long week as usual. Glad to see another one. Yes, sir. Um, we went ahead. Uh, we was talking off air about one of the topics we had for today. Um, Candyman, first black female director to debut uh, a number for a number one move for a number one for a movie to debut number one. This is the first time a black female director has directed a movie that went number one uh, on its release. That's major. Uh, that's major right there. Yeah. So uh, definitely shout out to uh, that young lady. Uh, what is her name? God dang it, Corey. We want to shout her out on the show. Not quite as prepared. So we, I'll make sure we get that. You know what I'm saying? We yeah, need to look that up. But big shout out to the young lady that's, that directed the new Candyman movie. Uh, it's getting good reviews from what I've seen. I have not personally seen it yet. But I do plan Nia on partaking in this film. What's her name? Nia DaCosta. Big shout out to Nia DaCosta. Nia DaCosta, first black female director to have a debut number one movie in the theater. Um, I think that's big. I applaud her, especially since I have a daughter in my household that is interested in that field. Uh, I got my daughter is uh, taking the classes for. Uh, at her high school where they work on cinema stuff and videography. So that's a big uh, a big deal for her to see somebody, um, you know, from her culture, her background, whatever you want to call it, somebody that looked like her that she could see succeeding in a field that she's interested in. So definitely want to send a big shout out to Nia DaCosta. I hope we pronounce her name correct. And uh, y'all go to the movies and check out Candyman. Um, I just had to make a confession a few minutes ago. My co-host laughed at me, but I'm, I'm gonna be brave and let y'all know, I have never fully seen the original Candyman. I watched bits and pieces. I've never just sat down and watched it, um, but I'm gonna check that out. That way I don't lose my black card. So, you know what I'm saying? Y'all don't, y'all don't send me no hate mail. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Don't, don't disown me. So I'm gonna make sure I check out the original Candyman so I can uh, stay down with the team. Uh, I just recommended that he not tell nobody that, and he decided he wanted to tell the world. So, you know, my recommendations apparently don't mean much around here. Sometimes you got to come clean, man. Sometimes you just got to come clean. I don't want nobody uh, to ask me about it, you know what I'm saying, to compare it to the new movie, and I ain't seen it. So, you know, y'all give, give me a chance, man. I'm going to get that out. I'm going to get that knocked out. So I don't feel bad because I talked to a couple of people that hadn't seen, never seen Minister Society, and I felt the same way. So I'm like, damn, how do you? Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna ask you a question. How old were these people though? My age. Dang. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. I can't imagine too many people in our age bracket that haven't seen Minister Society. That's a. That's a. I feel yeah. bad for their childhood. They missed out on things. Yeah, uh, one of these young ladies who told me that I'm not gonna mention them, 
they know who they are. Uh, hopefully they'll get a chance to listen to this podcast. They told me they had not seen New Jack City until about three months ago. <laughs> well, at least they saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She got tired of being rid of you. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't tell nobody I hadn't seen it. I just wouldn't say nothing until I thought so. Yeah. Do we know the name of the uh I, I know Nia is the director. Do we know the name of the uh of the actor that's playing the main role in this movie? Um do we know his you know name? What, guys? We're gonna come back next week with all the details to all of this stuff. Uh well we really just wanted to let y'all know that that was a black accomplishment, you know, and it was beautiful. But um see, uh because see if we get to talking about all the characters and all of that other stuff and all of the people, then we're gonna dive off into the movie and what we don't wanna do, what we wanna do is allow Mr. Stearns the chance to be able to to see both films and come back next week and then we can kind of discuss everything about it. Right on. I'm, I'm lacking on certain technical information, and then he's lacking on the the movie information. So we really can't have a conversation right now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, big shout out to like yeah, yeah, yeah. We go, we gonna get it together. But big shout out to Nia DaCosta on uh, number one movie in the theaters right now. First black female director. You know what I'm saying? Let's give her her flowers, her kudos for that. Uh, moving on. So, the elephant in the room all week uh, yeah. for the music oh, folks. Yeah, all the last couple months. months. So, Every time he drop a goddamn, uh, what is it called? A, a album release to an album that never came out until now. <laughs> We're glad it's here. We're glad it's here. For those of you who don't know, we're talking about uh, the release of uh, Drake's new album, as well as the release of Kanye's new album. Uh, Kanye's album is called Donda. Uh, Drake's album is called Certified Lover Boy. Um, I think both of them had really big openings. Uh, a lot of streams right out the bat. Um, I have listened to about 60% of Donda and about 80% of Certified Lover Boy. Um, out of what I've listened to, I have enjoyed Certified Lover Boy a little bit more than I have done the album. I know Kanye tried to go in a different direction with this album. A lot of people have opinions about it. And I usually try not to knock people's opinion when it comes to music, because music is such a, that can polarize it, and it's such an opinionated thing. Because everybody doesn't like the same thing. Everybody has the same thing. So just because you don't like something, I uh, doesn't mean that I won't like it or vice versa. But Roy, what's your thoughts on the album, man? Have you had a chance to listen to them? I've listened to a little bit of each of them. Um, I just, I don't know if it's me or if it's them. But it just wasn't what it used to be. You know what I mean? Neither right. one of them was what it used to be. Now, I could hear Kanye kind of feeling almost like he pulled into, at least that song with Jay-Z, felt like he kind of pulled into that that old Kanye on some on some of them songs. You know yeah. what I mean? But the songs themselves just weren't the way that they 
that they grabbed you back in the day. They did the songs on the Kanye album. They were not grabbing you the same way. Some of the stuff was sounding good. And I didn't mean to say Jay Z. I meant to say on that. Um, I want to say it was the Donda song uh, on on the song with Andre 3000. I don't even think that song's actually on the album, but that song was. I could hear that old Kanye coming out. Drake. He been had the formula to shit. I would I would suggest him not change the formula. <laughs> shit. Right. Drake, Drake hasn't I've other than them first couple albums like the mixtape and then that first album Drake dropped, I haven't really listened to any Drake albums all the way through right. and just been jamming every single song. It's always been a couple of songs that were undeniably jamming, and then a bunch of songs that really just weren't weren't for me in my demographic. Yeah. Um and that's pretty much been the way it is. I'm just used to that with Drake. That's just always what it is. But Tony done joined in. What's up? Well, what's up? going on, bro? What, what's going on? So uh, let me well, let me ask you this. Because uh, there's, uh, I, can't, I can't remember the name of this album, but there's a Drake album that everybody says is his best album. Um, I can't, uh, which one is it? But I just want to know, do, do we feel like, He's hit that point where that album was so good, the album that what? he considered to be his best album, that that album was so good that everything he puts out now is just not gonna leak, not gonna stand up to it. Kind of like how Michael Jackson did, like when Mike hit, Mike did Thriller, like Bad, Bad was like a great, an all-time great album also, but Bad was just not quite, you know, it's just not quite good as Thriller, and I think Mike. Was always chasing that, chasing that thriller album, and was never quite able to recapture that. But but then again, who who can who can recapture thriller? It's considered the it's the best selling album of all time. Every time they come out with a new music platform, it immediately becomes the most selling album on whatever the new platform is. So uh, hell, once they start putting music on microchips, Mike gonna go diamond on microchip, you know. So. Uh, <laughs> uh, Okay, so do you think do you think Drake has hit that plateau where he might be just chasing that one album now, or or have we you know with us being older, have we just outgrown the music, or are we just not in that fan base anymore? Um, I think I I don't think he man I don't I don't know because Michael's peak I feel like Michael's peak was higher than Drake's peak. So I feel like Drake can still go higher than what he is. True. You know what I mean? Because Mike was on that universal meet people in a in a tribe in Africa that don't know nothing about civilization and they know who Michael Jackson is type shit. Drake yeah. ain't there yet. No, and I'm not I feel like yet. I feel like he does have the room to grow to that extent. I feel like Drake has not dropped his best song. We just think he has. I think he's got, like, it's going to be, I think he has room to drop some songs that are compar compa comparable to that, to that God's plan. He got maybe two, three more of those in him, and that's going to put him on that level where Mike is. Yeah. You know, but that's just an opinion. I don't know. Yeah. He's, def he's definitely probably the most successful artist right now. I mean, it's what the numbers say. Yeah. Oh yeah, right now ain't nobody nobody fucking with him right now. That ain't yeah. nothing to discuss. Really, yeah. Kanye is is I think he I think he kind of took that spot from Kanye uh a few mm -hmm. years back. 
Yeah, because for a minute, Kanye was the biggest artist. But, uh, you know, he kind of got into some other ventures and and uh, went through some marital things. So, you know, I don't think music has been his main focus of lately. So we just going to be disrespectful. That's what we doing? Huh? I said we just going to be disrespectful. What are we talking yeah. about? That's what we doing? I mean, like, y'all niggas, y'all been talking about I was just sitting, sitting back listening. Y'all been talking about my friend Kanye, which he been off the reservation for a while. He ain't he not born like he used to. Niggas ain't spitting no bars. You talking about Drake. Drake cool. I mean, Drake just has an enormous, immense fan base that if Drake even breathed on something, somebody go go buy it. That don't mean that it's hot. And we just gonna act like K Dot just not around no more or something. Like it's disrespectful. He ain't dropped his album yet. We not we not we not talking. I went through talking. I went through talking. Let me finish my point. So we acting like K Dot ain't here. Every time I bring up Drake, some 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 dark skin nigga wanna bring up. I want to bring up yes, like, I, like I said, at the end of the day, we talking about bars, man. You can do all that shit for the hoes, all that singing shit, all of this different stuff, harmonizing, getting people to jump on your jump on your tracks with you and making your shit hot and all of that stuff. But when it comes to bars and spitting, niggas need to get back to what the, the craft of this shit is. I heard Drake album. Like, I went and listened to Certified Lover Boy, right? I think that Drake probably got, out of all of those tracks, and this is just my personal opinion, I think I think probably five of them motherfuckers hit. And then he got one track on there to where he actually just spitting. I think it's the 7 a.m. something. And he went dumb on that motherfucker. That's the Drake I like. I like when Drake go off like that. You dig what I'm saying? I don't like all of this, you know, extra shit that's, you know, I mean, I know you got to put something in place for the ladies, the hoes, go buy your album. And and rightfully so, it's called Certified Lover Boy. So I expected some fucking thing. You know what I'm saying? Or I expected something of that magnitude to come out of it. I wasn't too sure about the uh, album cover. It's kind of weird, but okay. Um, <laughs> well, I think, I think you, I think you can't, I think you catching the context wrong. That's all valid points that you make. We not we we not trying to compare on who's the best. In this in this conversation, the only thing we were talking about was just these two particular albums that just got dropped. We're not talking about them compared to nobody else because I, I neither one of them neither one of them are in my top five. So, of people that I like. No, to I mean I mean, but like we just talking about big mainstream. Y'all talking about big mainstream niggas. If you're gonna talk about big mainstream niggas. You well, we're not, we're not talking about big mainstream niggas. We're talking about no. We just uh, no, we just have to just talk about these two album releases together. Yeah, because they kind of beefing right now, so they albums are competing with each other directly. Yeah, they drop so, so close so, together. That's, yeah, that's, that's that's what we're talking about. We just and then about this nigga got a diss record about yeah, yeah, like that song with um Andre three thousand probably didn't come out officially because Kanye versus a diss towards Drake. Right, and gotcha. Andre didn't want to be a part of that shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Andre did an interview yesterday and said that uh, the verse version of the song that he got did not have the, the Drake diss on it. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Well, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, Andre standing out of that shit. Cause now one of them niggas smoke no no smoke with Andre. Let's just keep it. Let's just you know. No one wanna wanna open that Pandora. I will say this about Drake. Lee, the that, best Lee, that nigga, Lee, that nigga where he at? Oh no no. I don't think he's. I don't think Drake can mess with Andre three thousand. But I will say this about Drake: the best way to get the best out of him is to beat with him. Just ask Meek Mills or Pusha T. If you if you want Drake to spit, come at him, cause I, he will respond with some hard shit. Yeah, it just always makes me still wonder: do is he you know is he writing all his bars? I mean, but I digress. I'm I'm not trying to be that nigga. I don't want to come off as like. You know, a nigga that's hating because I'm I'm not in that type of bag. But I mean, like I I ain't never when I was rapping, I ain't never had nobody write my lyrics for me. So, but right. if we gonna if that's why that's why we're just competing, putting these two against each other, just against each other. Because yeah, we just specifically. I don't talk think about neither one of them. Yeah, I don't think neither one of them is completely in there doing their own thing on no on no on no songs for no whole album. Especially yeah. not Kanye with no 27 motherfucking songs. That's yeah. a lot of goddamn songs for 2021. And, I ain't and seen then no on top like of that, that bro, you gotta, these days people be so like motherfucking be in there with you when you writing your song and throw one line in and then tell motherfuckers that they help you write the song. You know, yeah, what but I'm saying? a lot of the times, you know, I'm not surprised that Kanye had that many songs. You know, a lot of these niggas be. Having something in the clip, you know what I'm saying? Like they be they be sitting on bars and sitting on tracks and shit for oh, a long sure. time, and then they then they then they revamp them, you know what I'm saying? Revise them, change some things here and there, and bam, you got a you got a motherfucking song. He probably been sitting right. on a lot of shit since he. And Roy used to tell me all the time because he used to get on me about uh, recycling, but hey, I don't believe in wasting a good verse. If you wrote a good verse or something, you ain't put that shit. Hey, put that shit on something else. Yeah, little man used to do that shit too. I used to get on his ass too about uh about fucking redoing the damn verse over and over on different songs. I'm like, nigga, if you don't write a new fucking verse, this shit is a whole different beat. We talking about some whole different, talking about some whole different shit, nigga. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, it's a it's an interesting dynamic with them dropping their albums so close together, and they both was highly anticipated. But uh, I don't, I don't. Like I said, I, I don't I don't consider myself a hardcore Drake fan, uh, or I used to be a bigger Kanye fan, but uh, I yeah, haven't really been, you know, uh, as into his music as of late. But music is generational, man. Music is generational, and for these artists to stay relevant, they have to cater to the younger generation. So that may be why the music is not as appealing to us as it used to be. So well, I always try thing. to keep I always try to keep that in mind, also. Got you. My thing is this too: is that like I don't mind. Um, I'm I'm cool with what the new generation is doing to a certain extent, as long as I can understand what the fuck you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I don't fuck with the mumble rap shit like that. But if you spitting and I can understand what you're saying, um, I fuck with it. Like you know, I've listened to some dudes out of Philly. Was a mac and cheese and some some other some other young cats. You know what I'm saying? Just I, I've listened to a lot of young cats. You know, I, I jam Young Dirk sometimes. I jam, you know, I jam little dirt sometimes. So it just really depends. Like I listen and you know, and I'm still tapped within, you know, understanding what's going on in certain lingos and stuff, you know, that's you know, that's in the in the rap game. So I'm, you know, I'm well versed in that despite my age. It's just 
nigga spit your bars like be talking about something like have some context don't just be mumbling all over your verse and then throw a lackluster hook on that bitch and expect me to expect the motherfucker to just go wild you know yeah, that's, a, that's a whole other can of worms that you about to open up right there that we can get yeah. into we're gonna, we're gonna say that for another day uh, yeah, we ain't, we ain't gonna get too much in that. But I, I want to say something real quick though, and this is just a this is just a highlight sidebar disclaimer. Uh, well, not disclaimer, but a highlight sidebar from this because we was talking about artists in the first segment. Whatever. I want to let y'all know that I figured something out out because, like, for the past couple of days, I've really been on a real hard E40 binge. Like, so I went back, listened to a whole bunch of bass shit old school shit. So I'm on Spotify, right? And I'm going down the list and I'm trying to find an album of E-40s, right? And I'm just scrolling and I'm like, okay, when am I going to get to this album? And like, I'm scrolling, because you know how you be scrolling down. I'm yeah. still scrolling and it's like E-40 album after E-40 album, after E-40 album. Do you know I counted up this nigga's album? This nigga has 46 solo release albums. Yeah, he discussed that on uh, on Club Shay Shay uh, with Shannon Sharp. And, Nigga, uh, that yeah. is ridiculous, bro. A lot of them <laughs> albums didn't get marketed to us the right way because he did them independent and they was uh, regional. You know, they they really marketed them out on the West Coast. Because I saw, I did, I said the same thing. I was like, I didn't know E Forty had a catalog that big. Because a lot His of them catalog albums is didn't, ridiculous. didn't know existed, but. Uh, but yeah, uh, E40 definitely like been slept on. Yeah, I just just shout out to him, man. Like just for having such a crazy catalog and like all I mean a big portion of shit shit jam. Like he don't got like no overly just weak ass songs. Like and he always talking about something, but all of his shit be jamming. So I'm like, man, this is crazy, man. But yeah, I went. I just wanted to say that about Forty Water, man. Like that's just amazing. To me, I've never, I don't know any solo rap artist that has 46 albums. You know what I'm saying? Besides, I mean, the only person I think that might be close is Zero. Zero might have be in the 20s, maybe. K Reno. Yeah, K Reno. I don't probably know. Probably got about 40 something albums. Yeah, yeah you yeah, almost got to be, you almost have to be an underground artist to have that many solo releases. Because major record, major record labels will not let you drop that many, because they they feel like for you to sell a lot, there has to be a bit of anticipation. But they the got like Def Jam. Def Jam was mad at X for dropping them two albums that close together, even though both of them went platinum. Yeah, but the thing is, is that Fody Water is going gold off of these album drops, like in that, like damn near every one that he dropping. Oh, for sure, because all he got all he got to do is sell in his region. If he just sell in the Bay Area in California, he gonna go gold. That nigga killing that shit, man. Like, but to go gold every time, or you know, damn near platinum. Like, you got forty. You know, I'm, I, I digress, man. But we we can go to the next topic. I just want to say that, and I, I'm ready for a Freddie Gibbs album. I ain't gonna say nothing else, but. Go ahead. All right, well, move, keep it, keeping everything moving along. Uh, the next topic um, we got on the docket is uh, basically about the uh, the changes that have been made to the state laws here in the state of Texas, uh, two in particular. Um, 
One is the uh, the the uh, the legal the legal carry law. Uh, no longer are you required to have a license to carry a firearm in the state of Texas, as long as you meet the requirements. The requirement being that you cannot be a convicted felon. As long as you are legally able to carry your weapon, you no longer have to be licensed and registered to do so. Uh, the DPS is still offering a class for you to be trained to use that weapon, and uh, but uh, it's no longer a requirement for you to have the license anymore. Um, that's the that's one of the, the major changes. And the other one that's a really controversial is the abortion law. Uh, Texas has now changed the abortion law to where you cannot have an abortion past being six weeks pregnant. Um, this is probably something that none of us are very qualified to talk about because none of us can get pregnant. But uh, from what I'm just speaking to some of my female uh, family members and uh, friends about this topic and the way they felt, the reason why it's so controversial is because most of the time you don't even realize that you're pregnant until you're about eight to nine weeks. So basically, mm -hmm. Texas has just basically made abortion illegal for the most part. So uh, that's a big controversial, you know, women's right thing. So, uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna get into it as best we can. We really just giving our opinions. Like I said, uh, when it comes to abortion, I've always felt like that's a touchy subject for being to talk on because uh, women carry. I mean, you know, it, it takes two to have a baby, but at the same time, women carry that child, and they are the ones who, you know, saying that uh, child is childbirth nowadays it seems so easy that i think we take for granted because health the medical care and the medical technology has gotten so good in the last 50 60 70 years that we take childbirth for granted but childbirth is not an easy thing a lot of women die from childbirth so uh you know so for them that basically have that choice taken away from them that's a big i can definitely see why that's controversial so uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick the kick it over to you. What you what you fellas think about that, man? For one thing, I just my, <clears throat> with the abortion thing, it's not. It is, of course, the what what they're talking about. But how can they make a law that goes so closely against a law that already exists? You know what I mean? Like, what's the point in Roe versus Wade, or what's what's the point of it being upheld if if they're gonna that's make a loud it, like you said, yeah, yeah, like that's, that's why this is such a, that's why this is such a big deal because it basically they did everything but outright say that you cannot have an abortion, which would have been which the Supreme Court has already ruled in Roe versus Wade that you can't completely outlaw abortion. But the state mm -hmm. still the people don't realize that the state still have a lot of rights when it comes to making laws. And the federal the federal government usually try to let each state make its own laws for the most part. So I, this is going to be something to keep an eye on because I feel like somebody is going to challenge this law. And then once they challenge it, it's going to go up to the Supreme Court. And with the Supreme Court justice that we have now, because Trump picked the last two, uh, they're, you know, they are conservative judges. Roe versus Wade could easily get overturned which would therefore mean that every state could go out and uh, ban abortion if they wanted to. Right now, there's so many different abortion laws in each state that, uh, you know, the, the federal government has basically stayed out of it, other than Roe versus Wade saying that you cannot completely 
just make it illegal, you know? So mm -hmm. it's a, it's definitely something that's going to be to keep an eye on. I think this is not the end of that, that discussion. There's going to be people that are going to challenge this and uh, it's, it's going to be something to see, but this, this gets back to what we talked about uh, a while back, uh, not on the show, but I know me and Roy have had this conversation before. People don't understand the importance of voting in your local election or voting, because even if you think that your vote is not important in the presidential election, there are other elections on that same docket. And those are the mm -hmm. folks that are writing these laws. And your vote does count. Your vote definitely counts in the state elections or who's the governor, who's your state rep, who's the people who are, the people who are writing the laws in the state that you live in. So that is the importance of people getting out and voting. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's true. Um, I agree with that. Um, I feel like that they're they're taking away the rights from women um, to effectively say what they can and they can't do um, with their bodies to a certain extent. You know, as far as them, uh, you know, pregnancy is concerned. Um, I feel like that all women should have complete autonomy when it comes to that, because at the end of the day, let's let's say for instance, I mean, and these these are rare cases or you know, just hit or miss cases. But if some if a woman gets raped by somebody, and then she becomes pregnant, you know what I'm saying, and she doesn't know that she's pregnant, but she wants to terminate the pregnancy because she doesn't want to have a baby by her raper, you know, mm -hmm. um, then what you're gonna just tell her that she can't do that because she's past a certain time frame. Uh, in accordance to state law, it's it's pretty ridiculous. Like when you think of it in that aspect. So like I'm 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 really not for them um, adjusting and making changes to the law as far as a, a time frame when when and when you can't do something. Um, so um, but but I will say that you know, and it's 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 a touchy it's a touchy situation, man, because it's like. It's like, you know, you basically, I mean, after a certain amount of time, you know, you're basically killing a child, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's inside of you. But, or is it like, do we just give our responsibility, you know, to, to men <laughs> to kind of make these decisions? Cause, th Cause honestly, man, these are the, most of the laws that are being written in, written in these aspects, man, are like, being, you know, written by men, and then exactly, exactly. That's what that's what makes it so controversial. Yeah, that's what makes it so controversial, and it's it's really hard to say, you know, which direction you want to go in. Like, so it's um, it's a you can have a baby and you know do whatever you want to do, and you know just produce life, you know, however you see fit, or we're just going to uh, tell you how and when and where and you know in the fashion if you can have this if we deem you to have this child or not or after this time you know you're not going to kill this child then it gets into all you know biblical stuff or like you know spirituality or religion or what a person Which, believes in. and, and so, that's what makes that's what brings in the level of hypocrisy in our government because it clearly states in our that, that in the united states Everybody has religious freedom, which means that not one religion can be imposed on you. It also is supposed to be a separation of religion from the state. 
the laws are not supposed to be being wrote based off of religion. The laws are supposed to be being wrote off of the, the what's what's good for the commonwealth, what's good for the people. Mm, but and this is this is definitely a pro-conservative Christian law, you know, because they're the ones screaming about the abortion. And it's not that it's not that I that I am I'm not I'm not gonna say I'm I'm not I'm not pro or I'm I'm not pro-abortion or against abortion. I just feel like I'm a man. I have that that I have no there's no reason for me to be having an opinion in that. Because just like Tupac said, since a man can't make one, we don't have a right to be telling women when and where they can create one. You know what I'm saying? So right. I try to leave that up to the ladies, let them decide. I, and I think that they should have a choice of deciding what they want to do. Right. Um. Uh, and, and here's another uh, element that's left out of it, too. And I made a post about uh, maybe a couple of months ago about it. Um, and they they always talk about, uh, well, I, I made a post talking about uh, how are children brought into the world? You know, like, um, you know, you know how children are brought into the world or whatever. And, you know, a bunch of women was like, you know, well, it's, you know, it's women, you know, we all bring, you know, we birth, you know, birth a child, we bring the, bring the kids into the world without, without women, you wouldn't have no kids, right? Right. But that's, that's kind of false, right? Because here's the thing. We got billions, millions of billions of little sperm cells swimming around in our nuts, right? So without man producing that that sperm or producing those that particular uh you know gene or whatever, and you know and ejaculating inside of the woman, then there is nothing for her to conceive. Oh, of course. So, no, 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 sure. Yeah, I mean. Everybody I mean, it, like it takes two people to create a child. I mean, but, but you that, got, but you got, they, they shouldn't be out there saying that. I, I think. But here's the thing: you like, got a whole, you got a whole group of women, basically saying, "No, it doesn't." Man, they, don't even get me started on that. I think that's a whole other topic in itself because I feel like there is an agenda being pushed that black women, black women are buying into, but that's all being pushed to destroy the black family, bro. I know. But, uh, that's, a, that's, that's, a, that's, that's, a other, that's a whole other topic that we can bring up one day and get into that. Because, man, we can get deep into that because I feel like a lot of that, a lot of the things that's considered popular now and and, and I'm all for women having their rights and women advancing themselves, but a lot of the agendas that are coming from the feminist movements and everything, I believe those are being pushed by different sources, man. That's all in a in a push to destroy the black nucleus. The black Black people get our power from the family. From the black family, right? there, is, sure. there is definitely there is an there is an attack on the black family right now. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, they, they, they downplay they, black marriage. They oh, downplay yeah. black marriage. We we uh, promote all these different lifestyles, and I'm not. And don't get me wrong, I'm not. Everybody got the right to live whatever lifestyle they want to. But I, sometimes I feel like certain things are being promoted that would be detrimental to to the survival of our our culture, our race. Mm-hmm. The only way yeah, that like, I mean, the race is gonna survive is for us to procreate. And just like you just said, the only way that you can procreate is with a man and a woman coming together to procreate. And uh, yeah. that is, and it just seems like it's a lot of forces against that right now in the black community. And it's not being pushed in any other culture, but no, ours. Not at, all. not at all, I agree. And the, and the thing about it is, and I'll say this real quickly so we won't drag the subject out, but, um, 
real quickly, man, there and there, there is an attack on the black black family. There is an attack on the uh the black uh power powerhouse and the uh the the structure of the black family overall. There um you know because I mean and they say predicting in about 2050, you know, uh white people or well say in the next 30 years, they say white people and um, you know, Caucasian people to, you know, want to be technical, they're going to be the minority because there's not a, enough uh, white babies uh, being born into the world. So, well, it definitely won't be because of the black folks because because uh, uh, all I, all of our people is on something else right now. Well, I mean, don't get it, don't get it wrong. Like, we might have disagreements. The family might not be together. But niggas is out here having kids, bro. They having kids out of wedlock. They having kids with they baby, you know, baby daddy. They having kids with, you know, other races. Like black black women out here making children. You know what I'm saying? Don't get it fucked up. They are. It's just not in the in the in the structure of the family, you know what I'm saying, being married before you conceive, or you know what I'm saying, being married and then bringing children into the world, it's not any of that, you know what I'm saying, all of these situations is outside of, you know, what we consider to be uh, traditional, you know what I'm saying, yeah. from a traditional standpoint, so all of those things are not are not in place, you know what I'm saying, yeah. and I think yeah. that's that's a major, like I said, that's a major attack as well, Um you know, I was just saying, like, you know, if we provide, and my point I was trying to make about the thing to circle it back around, if we provide the sperm and they carry the child, don't, is it going to get to a point to where we have say over, you know what I'm saying? If we're providing something that they need to conceive, I mean, I don't think that will ever, I don't think that'll ever be the case, you know what I'm saying? Because they'd be like, oh shit, that nigga nut don't matter, you know what I'm saying? Like, he just, you know, he just made the baby, but the woman carries the baby. So yeah, but see, it's, to, it's getting to a point now to where they, the 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 divide between black and black men and women is getting to the point where women are like, not only do they not need men, they they don't even see the need to to have that family structure or to to or to have children. Like we don't need men because the only thing they're good for is making children. We don't we don't even necessarily want to have these children. We don't need them. We don't need you know. They just want to be here and live their life and you know and it's getting to that that's what's being pushed like not the not pushing black men and women together to have these these children it's more like you don't need you don't need the man because uh, of course if you take the man out of the equation you're gonna take the children out of the equation right and they're trying to they're trying to take us out of the equation so like exactly. here's the thing it won't be the black family they'll just say uh i don't need i don't need no man i can just go to a sperm bank you know what I'm saying? Get injected, or freeze my eggs or whatever. Get injected, have a child without the man, and I can just have my child and have my career and not have the man present. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the, a lot of that agenda is being pushed as well, and it's detrimental to to the black family and it's detrimental to the black man because we want to naturally procreate with our with our black woman, but if we're constantly being pushed away. And being saying, oh, well, we're no good, and we're we're this and we're that, you know what I'm saying? And there's no nothing that's you know showing us in a different light. Then of course they're gonna be like they don't fuck with us, and then like it's and then it's gonna be perpetuated by 
the opposite side, which that's what they want anyway, because they're dying because they're dying out and their numbers are dwindling. So they want to make sure that they maintain, you know, uh, maintain power. I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about power, man. Like who has the biggest, biggest way to, you know, maintain that power, you know, because they have projections where they're looking 50 years into the future, 100 years into the future, things like that. So you got power, you got different power structures that are looking at it in that aspect. And like, I'm not thinking about this generation. I'm thinking about the next generation's generation. You get what I'm saying? And, and right. black people and black families, we have to adapt that mind state and think like that as well. If we don't think like that, man, we, we, we'll sure, uh, we'll surely die off. And it'll right. be, uh, you know, so, but it's a lot of in, interracial relationships as well. So I don't know. We'll see how that plays yeah. out, man. So what? So as far as the changes to the gun laws, yeah. uh, so I, I mean, how do y'all? There, no, there's no denying there has been a rise in gun violence. So, um, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not sure how it's going to correlate. I guess we got to wait and see. After the law's been in effect, it's only been in effect for a couple of days. But yeah. uh, the people who propose this law think that. The fact that people are able to open carry now without a license, that more people will carry, that this will prevent crime and prevent gun violence. Um, I'm not sure if I, I mean, I can see the, I can see where they could get that logic from, but just the way the world is today and the attitude that people have, I don't see that happening. Um, yeah. People, people don't, people don't de-escalate things these days. Like it used to be, if you got into an argument with people out in public, you know, work, the worst case scenario is that you came to blows. You know, people don't, people, but now that everybody, people are already jumpy. Now that everybody think that everybody's caring because you don't need a license to carry one, that I feel like that step is going to be skipped, that it's going to be confrontation immediately go to, well, I'm going to have to get my weapon. They more than likely they carrying a gun. I'm going to have to shoot yeah. first to survive, you know? So I definitely can see how this could be an uptick in violence. And then you have the aspect of when you have a law like this, that even law enforcement was against this law being passed. And just think about the aspect of how many unarmed black men were already being shot unjustly because of fear that they may have been armed. And just to discover this exactly. and find out that they were not armed. Now right. these police officers in their mind are thinking, I don't even, this dude don't even have to prove to me that he carried the gun no more. Or I don't even, you know, cause they used, when they would stop you, like if they ran your driver's license, it would show up in the system that you were gun carried. You know, mm -hmm. so they would, you know, but now they don't know. They're already, they're already in fear. And you know, that I just think it just heightens already tension that's already there. Um, but then again, this is Texas, man. Everybody carry, everybody in Texas carry guns. So I don't know if it's going to be a change or not. I guess in my mind, I'm going to wait to see how it play out. But uh, the so people are you, who are, are you more are you more for it or are you against it, man? I think that um, I think the practicality of it is that you should have to have a light—not really the license part, but it's for the training. I just think about how many unexperienced people are just going to go out and buy a gun that may yeah. self-injure themselves. You know what I'm saying? Not even from confrontation. Just the fact that, okay, I don't have to get a license no more. 
everybody else carrying gun. I'm gonna go down here to the academy and I'm gonna buy me a gun. And you've never been yeah. trained to handle one. You never take it to class to shoot one. You don't even know how to clean the gun safe. And now you're gonna carry a, you're gonna carry your weapon. I just think about the young lady uh, here a few weeks ago had just went out and bought a gun and accidentally shot her own child trying to go uh, because she was out with her child walking and a dog came out and she's trying to shoot at her first reaction was to shoot. She's trying to shoot at the dog, end up shooting her own child. Mm-hmm. You know, I, those are the stories of or the, the, the lady that uh, was shot by her own child. Three-year-old toddler shot her while she was on live on Facebook. She had just recently went out and purchased a gun. Never been trained on safety. Never been trained on keeping, you know, how to unload a gun. Had the gun laying around. Her toddler got a hold to it, actually shot her and killed her while she was on Facebook Live. Yeah. That's that's the stuff that, that concerns me with this. You know, I, I, I fear that people who may have been hesitant to go purchase a gun because they didn't have the license before may go out now and just get one and they don't have that experience of going through that class because when you get that license, they don't just, just give you a license to carry. You have to actually go to a course where they teach you how to safely discharge that weapon, how to safely clean it, how you should carry that weapon, you know, and uh, you just completely taking that step out. And man, you know, that's a, that's a whole lot of first time, you know, people that might be going out to buy a gun for the first time, first time handling the firearm that are just out here with no training. It's, I don't I don't think that's a good combination. Yeah. I, uh, I uh, really was, I don't know what I thought. I thought it was going to be September 1st and walk outside, go to the store. Everybody was going to have a gun on their hip. So I'm just surprised that I ain't really seen nobody. I've been in Houston and been down here and I ain't seen nobody just walking around flagrant yet. So... I mean, I mean, I don't think I don't think it's people that's that's not that's used to having guns. I don't think that they they method of how they carry their guns is gonna change. Like, they yeah, still I don't go, think, yeah, I don't think they're gonna they still go conceal that shit. You know what I'm saying? Because you know you yeah. don't want everybody to know that you're packing. You just you know you it's just, just want to be prepared for some shit yeah. jump out. Yeah. No, it's just that since I've been in other areas farther east, you know, Alabama, right. Georgia and stuff like that, I was expecting or I'm expecting or I'm wondering if it's going to be like that because them because they they carry like they not concealing. They I mean, just on their hip, just regular and it's regular every day. Ain't nobody even paying no attention. It's so normal. So I'm wondering if it'll stay like it is here, you know, with people, because everybody in Texas already was carrying for the most part. Like if you was carrying, yeah. I don't, if you was carrying, you was carrying, you know what I mean? There's already yeah. a lot of people that already had their weapon. So I'm wondering, will it stay like it is, you know, for the most part, since we're kind of used to having guns or yeah. will it be more flagrant with the people who like were like you were saying who th- thought that they couldn't go get them now they go get them and now they want everybody to know that they got them you know yeah, yeah. i have customers, i have people that uh client i don't know customers of mine that come into my office that carry firearms and they carry openly they've been carrying openly because they in their mind they don't want a confrontation and they feel like if people see that they're carrying that weapon that people are less likely to try them. And you know, and that's our culture, us, our people, y'all know us. We, for the most part, we don't bar confrontation. <laughs> we, sometimes we embrace it. 
you know, uh, like the entertainer says sometimes, uh, black people, we live under a certain creed. You know, we, we live under the wish a motherfucker would creed. You know, we, we wish somebody would try us. So, you know, we we not really out just gonna be out openly caring if we wasn't before just to try to hope that people will leave us alone because they see we told we care, you know. I'm more concerned about the people who just started caring because they were already scared of confrontation. And now this is their open ticket to not even have to take a class, go out and buy them a gun and carry it on their hip like Matt Dillon or somebody on Gunsmoke. And the first time they get into a confrontation, you know, like people tend to do in the world, it's, it's just the world we live in, people get into it over parking spots, over trivial stuff. That those are the people that are gonna reach for that weapon in a situation where they shouldn't be, you know? Over simple stuff. Right. I think, and I also feel like that the part where you're talking about the, uh, you know, the police um, already having a, a level of fear. So, I mean, naturally, you know, if you're a police officer, I mean, there is a little, you know, slight level of trepidation when you go out, you know, in this world and you pull somebody over and you don't know exactly what they what their intentions are, if they're caring or not, or they're uh, repeated killing, or they're, you know, or they got warrants and they say, fuck that shit, I ain't going back to jail, and they packing, you know, you don't know those to the extent of those. So right. the police are already scared, you know what I'm saying? But now you don't implement this law to where everybody can carry, so the police, so the certain police officers, I'm not saying all, I'm saying a very few some, the very few some that were already bitches, and pussy, they really scared and bitches and yeah. pussy. You know what I'm saying? Bro, like, the, it's, the it's, Texas it's Peace Officers Association was completely against this law. Like the the, the that's like the union for police officers in Texas. They were they were very vocal that they were against this law. Yeah, and they you, you know, know and they scared, you know and some policemen are you know naturally bitches. They've been bitches all their life. They just got a gun and the badge. And now, you know, you know, throw them out there on the beat and you got them on the street and they doing whatever it is they doing. Now they have an, uh, a more intense level. I'm just saying in Texas to be even more petrified and even more scared when they go out to do their job. So this, so they're more susceptible to shoot you faster now that they know that it's an open carry and everybody got a gun. So they're prejudging before they even pull you over or making that assumption. Oh, he got a gun, so he's dangerous. And that's not always the case, but you know that's right. I, I just want to throw that in there too. Right. Yeah. I guess it's a whole bunch of we gonna see what's gonna happen. Regardless. Yeah, give it about a year, man. I say give it about a year. We'll see what happens as far as you know the crime rates and you know uh, police, uh, you know pullovers, you know pulling people over, check, you know all of that stuff, you know them hitting certain quotas for the you know year, all of that different shit. We'll see how all that plays out statistically and see if it's yeah. a if it's more of a benefit than than a problem. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely keep our eyes on that, man. Yeah. So sure. uh, we got to the last few minutes. Anybody got any closing statements, anything uh, that they want to, you know, put out there before we get off the air tonight? Um, no. uh, did, we, did y'all talk about the Candyman movie? A lot of people saying that it's trash. Uh, well, um, I, we, we're gonna come back, uh, yeah, we're gonna come back next week and talk about it because Corey hasn't seen the first one or this new one, so 
Oh, really? Wow. You have never seen the first Candyman? <laughs> I've never sat down and watched. Like, I, it's been on. I've been around when it's been on, but I've never just sat down and watched it. I, I know about the movie. I know about the character, the premise of the story, but I've never just sat down from opening credit to end credit, watch that movie. I've just never done it. Oh, yeah, man. That's the uh, the, the first one, man. I think it came out in 92, uh, yeah. 1992, 93. It's a classic, man. Like, yeah, you definitely got to... Uh, Check that out, man. That's a that's a good level of nostalgia right there, dog. Yeah, we, we really we really didn't discuss the movie itself. We really just kind of gave a shout out to um, what's her name again, Roy? Nia DaCosta. Yeah, Nia DaCosta, uh, first black female director to have a, a number one debut movie. Because uh, yeah, the movie did. I mean, I, I haven't. I all the people I've heard that said they actually seen it gave it at least a B plus. Uh, I hadn't heard anybody say the movie was trash. But I know, you know, I know, you know, anytime you do a reboot or something, you got the people that just automatically going to trash it because it's not the original. So, uh, but uh, the movie's doing well at the box office. And we just wanted to shout out uh, uh, Mr. Costa on her on her accomplishment. Uh, like I was telling Roy, I, I, that's a big deal for me because I have a daughter in my household that is wanting to go into that same field. And... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. So you know that that's somebody that she can see that she can look up to, that's having success. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's, it's a big deal. I'm gonna definitely check the movie out for myself. Yeah, um, yeah. Awesome. Just, that's crazy. I'm wondering if the people who didn't like it, if they were wondering, like if they were expecting a scare similar to what they got back in 1992, and that was working on 30 years ago. It's like when you when you Young as fuck. I mean, eight nine years old. Are you not? You, I, I would. I would hope that the same thing, the same things it took to scare you then, would not scare you now. You know what I mean? Right. It's like like no one, my favorite. Okay. And she probably gonna get mad at me for saying this on the air, but uh, my wife kind of got mad at me the other day because she was telling me about that. I said, "Hey, we should go to the movies to see the new Candyman." And she didn't want to see it because she said that the original actually traumatized her as a child. And I kind of laughed at her because I thought she was just joking, but she was dead serious. She was like, so like, so you really just gonna laugh? She's like, I, I don't find that funny. She was like, I'm really expressing to you how I feel about something. And I don't, you just gonna laugh. I was like, she was dead serious, bro. So apparently this must be a scary ass movie. I, I, I haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the level of scary has has changed from way back then to now. I mean, um, movies back then, and, and the thing about it, I heard that it wasn't a good play on time back into certain things that transpired from the old from the old story. You know what I'm saying? Coming into the new to to the new uh, 2021 version, so. Whenever you do a movie, and this is no knock to you know the the director or anything like that. If if a if so many people are saying the same thing, then there has to be some small level of truth to it. Not saying there's complete truth, but there has to be some validity to you know what everybody is saying about the movie. You know, all at the same time. So I feel like that. You know, when you do movies yeah. like that, or you try to take something, and that's why we that's what we, me and Corey made that comment about. People need, you know, making all these remake movies. If you're going to do a remake movie, do it the right fucking way. You know well, what I'm saying? Well, I, I, I still try to go watch stuff for myself because 
as much as you, I know, I feel what you're saying about it. If there's, you know, if there's smoke, there's usually fire. You got a lot of people saying the same thing. But at the same time, these days in the, in the age of social media, people love riding the wave. And if you get two or three people coming in a certain way, everybody, a lot of times people feel like they just got to say the same thing for the, you know, for the, just to ride that wave. Like a lot of people scared to go against the grade on that. No pun intended. No, I, I agree. I agree. So hopefully, man, I, um, we can talk about it more next week. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah, I definitely yeah. want to see it too. Really, I, I mean, I would, I would rather go to the movies and see uh, Shane Chai. Uh, I went last night to see that, so we can discuss that one too. Uh, I went to the movies last night to see that. So Shane Chai, well, and yeah. I heard that was pretty good. Her it was. It was. It, I, I enjoyed it. So. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, I gotta go check that out for sure, man. So yeah, I'm gonna go see it and we gonna have a uh, have a discussion about it. Right on. Yeah. Well, once again, uh, appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, I'm your host, one of your hosts, C Stearns. I got my boy Tallcast, aka Tony Simon. My boy Re Roy Boys in the building, and uh, we appreciate y'all tuning in, listening to us. Another episode of Long Overdue Podcast. Y'all make sure y'all check us out every week. Uh, and we're going to do this and uh, try to, you know, like I said, inform and entertain everybody. So hope you enjoyed it. Y'all check us out next week. Everybody have a good week. Peace. And y'all be careful, man. Take care of yourself. Stay healthy. Uh, you know, be mindful of the, you know, COVID that's out here, man. It's definitely real. It's a lot of people dying. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people that are hospitalized so y'all boys take care of yourselves man wear y'all masks stay out the way you know sanitize i've been seeing a lot of shit you know what i'm saying in this medical field man so y'all uh y'all boys be safe man uh try to eat right take care of yourself and all that good shit all right man peace